Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst horror movies, the worst we can find, ones that are so bad they're scary. Mm-hmm. As always, I am Marshall Hampton. With me is my good friend, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Happy Independence Day, everyone. Yep. Yesterday was the 4th of July, and we are here taking on Uncle Sam. Yep, in so, honor of the holiday. Yes, yeah, so... You know, we're trying to stick with this holiday theme, and I think this is our first one, but it's going to be pretty good. Yes, and with us is a very special guest uh, this week, Miss Melissa Shields, who... Actually, Aaron, I'll let you go ahead and introduce her this week. So, I'll just go ahead and introduce the lovely, the beautiful, the smart, the witty, the funny, my fiancé, Melissa Shields. No sucking up there. <laughs> Hi, Melissa. Hi. How you doing? Good. Okay. Happy to be here. So, Melissa also has a background in actual horror movie makeup. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So, I've done a couple of uh, small feature films uh, here and there. Um, what good. movies have you done? Uh, there was one called The Secret Garden. And there is one called... Uh, the Good Boy, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a couple of other little projects here and there, but um, independent st- stuff like film festivals and things yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, a few yeah. of them have gone on. So she's done horror movie makeup before, so she's and got just a, special effect makeup as yeah, well. Yeah, so she's got a little a little into it. So it's kind of neat to have her here. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's a pleasure to be joined by her. We've known each other a very long time, so it's nice to have her on the show. So, like I said, we did this movie called Uncle Sam, which is a very patriotic horror movie in a way. I don't, I, I got it, was a, it looks patriotic, but then I got really confused. If this is, it's like the most almost anti-American American horror movie. <laughs> There's a lot of like bash the government, army bad, yeah, taxes yeah. are bad, but we Good. love America. <laughs> yeah, it was really strange. It kind of felt like. Like the, the first, the vibe I got off the movie for the most part was just it's like a Republican's wet dream. But at the same time, it's like, well, they hate taxes, so why would they? It's like these weird American principles that this guy seems to hold dear. Uh, and it's it's really strange. Yeah, it it gets it is really strange. It is weird. Uh, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make sense sometimes. I you want to be patriot? I get it. Like you know, the whole description of the movie is like, oh. Uh, uh, Dead, uh, a soldier who died in the original Desert Storm uh-huh. in Kuwait dies and comes back from dead and kills all a- anti-American or uh, unpatriotic people. But some of the people just, I, I don't get like because even some of the things just aren't, well, you know, political. And, and, and we're really going to we're going to dive it's into really it. confusing. Anyway, so it's released back. It was actually released on July fourth in nineteen ninety six. So we're going back. This is yep. probably the. Oldest one we've done. Uh, it's close. It might not. It might be, but I don't remember some of the other ones. Where no, I think this, is, this is the oldest one. Okay, that we've done so far. Um, it was directed by William Lustig and written by Larry Cohen. Uh, we found it. Aaron, we can find it on iTunes, uh, Amazon, uh, any of the streaming sites. It's not on Netflix. Yeah, this is not an easy one to find. No, uh, we actually. It's not a freebie. We actually had to pay for it. I, I paid like a dollar ninety nine. I paid two ninety nine to rent it on iTunes. Yeah, so. It's cheap, but it, it's there. Uh, so diving in, it is. It opens in a nighttime desert scene. I guess it's supposed to be the desert storm over in Kuwait or Iraq or somewhere over there. Yeah, it's in the desert. It says June fourteenth. Yeah, June fourteenth. Um, so we come and there. We find a, a downed U.S. helicopter 
and which they explained was like buried for three years <laughs> due to sandstorms, <laughs> which I, that's kind of crazy. I mean, right. I guess it can happen. I know I'm sure sandstorms and I, you know, you can bury a lot, but an entire helicopter and then for three years and it goes you, down. You, right. You think there'd be homing devices, yeah, they, the black box. Yeah. Um, for three years, they couldn't find this. I thing. know this was 96, but there's still, or I guess this would have happened in 93, technically. Yeah, because you know. it takes its present. It, yeah, it take, the movie takes place in present day. Supposedly, um, it doesn't really give a date. But so, a um, guy, um, the major who is being driven in his Humvee, comes up to the wreckage site, gets out, and there are people, you know, shoveling sand and gray. And somebody, I just call him Soldier Number One, base says somebody wrote "Friendly Fire" on the side of the helicopter. Which is really weird. Like, who? Because if they're all dead inside, right. who had time to write on it in the first place? Um, but the, this is what pissed me off. And I would say, yes, I was uh, in the military myself for a short time. And but there's so there's a lot of military things about this movie that really bug me. It just drove you crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. And first of all, the ma- the major, he's you know, officer. He's like high up. And he first mean- thing he says, he's like. I, somebody says, oh, it's friendly fire, sir. And the guy's like, I don't want to hear that shit. This is war. Those things happen. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> also, this guy sounds like McGruff the crime dog. Yeah, like he's been gargling razor blades. He right. totally does. <laughs> yeah. He totally does. Don't tell me that's right. Only you can stop crime. Just hearing <laughs> him say that, I was like, this guy should be just demoted, just stripped of rank and thrown in Fort Leavenworth just for, the, like, oh, friendly fire, it happens. No big deal. You know, but we're gonna cover this. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> so, and, yeah. so he tells Soldier One to start looking for the dog tags of the down uh, helicopter crew, and he finds Sam Harper's, and it says Master. He says, "Oh, Master Sergeant Sam Harper." Well, here's another mistake: because dog tags don't have rank on them. <laughs> it's so, name, social security number. It has your religious preference if you want. And I think your blood type, if I if I'm correct, get it's ready, everyone. Marshall's going to point out a lot of inconsistencies <laughs> with military here. But there is no rank on those dog tags. So, regardless, so if, if he Harper, then I mean, he immediately comes back to life. He's been dead for three years, sitting in this helicopter, somehow for, still not decomposed. Yeah, at all. He said he's burned. But okay, here's another problem I had. First of all, they say later in the movie that he was the helicopter's gunner. But yet he's sitting in the co-pilot seat. He's shotgun. He would not be sitting in that seat if he was the gunner. He'd be in the back where the gun mount would be. Right. Fifty cal. So just small things that piss me off. Uh, so anyway, Harper comes back. His eyes pop up. He once again we get neck snappage. Just uh. snaps the guy's neck. Snap it like a slim jim. <laughs> and <laughs> he pulls out a sidearm. I didn't. I didn't know if he pulled it. It was his or he pulled it from Soldier Number One. I think he pulled it from Soldier Number One. Okay, that that's mm-hmm. fine if he did. Um, he pulls it out and six, shoots six rounds through Soldier Number One's chest, which go through Soldier Number One and into the major who's into, standing behind him. Into McGruff, the crime major. <laughs> yes, and it, like shoots him like like a like a sharpshooter. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Like it was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Harper says, "Don't be afraid. It's only friendly fire." And then he dies again. Right. I'm like what the fuck? It's such a weird, weird opening scene. It just boggles. It makes no sense. Nope. But here we are. We're like, rolling. What is happening? We're rolling. <laughs> so we just cut to fireworks and the over. And these are the most American 
Patreon credits I have ever seen. So we get this montage of like stock footage of Uncle Sam and like World War Two stuff yeah, and all kinds of weird like U.S. propaganda while they're rolling mm-hmm. the opening credits. And I could have sworn, I could have sworn. Are you talking about the Clan Wally? Yes, march? yes, yes. <laughs> there is a clip, a black white footage of the KKK marching down. That came in a parade, like a super <laughs> old clip of you know. And I don't know if a lot of our listeners know this is that the Klan was actually a very powerful political party in the um, late 1800s, early 1900s. And actually had a lot of political influence. So yep. they would have these massive Klan marches. And, like, Indiana was one of the biggest strongholds in the United States. So, you know, I understand there's footage of it. But why show it in the fucking movie? I it's know. A patriotic thing. It, it, I thought, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> and was... my mind just exploded when I saw that. That was so weird. <laughs> and the rest of all those shows are, like, just tons and tons of montage shots of, like, people dressed up as Uncle Sam, girls, like, USO shows of girls dancing. Yeah, you know. I thought I saw a little Hitler in there, too. Well, there was. There was. But, I mean, he was, yeah, being, like, beat up or something. Yeah, but they, it, was, like, it was the World so. War II propaganda yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Was it that? So, after the, the super patriotic credits are over, we get a nice, quiet night shot of a subdivision, which is, uh, we learn is Two Rivers. It doesn't give, it's the Two Rivers USA. Right. Not a state or anything. Two Rivers, USA. You don't need it. You don't need a state. Mm-hmm. You don't need a state. It's, 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 all you need to know is it's America. It's America. America. <laughs> and it's on July 1st. Um, we cut to Jody, who is a kid. He's like this kid. The main character <laughs> is a kid in this movie. And he's sleeping. And apparently this kid dreams in black and white, which was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> he had dreams of like war Budgets. stuff and, and other things, but it's like all... Black, he, so he dreams like a dog, I guess. Yeah, black he, he dreams. dreams in stock footage of World War II images. <laughs> he's dreaming yeah. on a budget. Yeah, yeah, he's dreaming on a budget. <laughs> so we find out that uh, Sam Harper is Jody's uncle, making him a legit Uncle Sam. Yep. So, boom, boom, there that is. And which we also learned that Uncle Sam dresses up as Uncle Sam for nearly the entire movie once he finally gets reintroduced. Um. At this point, we learned that Sam has been missing. He's been MIA for three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wife... Oh, uh, the sorry. We get the sergeant who shows up saying, oh, we found the body of Sam Harper. And the wife is like, whatever. Okay, <laughs> she so, like, does not care at yeah, all that she, his body's finally been found after three years. So this, yeah, she has zero fucks to give. Yeah. You know, like... Because the, the, the best part is the wife pulls up with a cop who yeah she's making up there's so her husband's been missing for three months three years three years okay yeah. so I can understand if they're like okay he's gone you know trying to move on yeah I, I get that so she's with a guy a cop who's on duty yeah and he's like, it's like the town sheriff he's trying to get into those pants yeah he is he's trying he's trying hard and she kind of in the cop car. Down. Uh, pulls up and there's the army sergeant or whoever like standing yeah. in the shadows all creepily like but yeah and he uh, tells her that Sam's dead yeah yeah we finally found the body it's been confirmed and all this and she just does not care I mean she, she's she like whatever shed a tear. no she tears. just kind of goes oh yeah and she, I noticed that she's not even wearing you know they're still married supposedly but she's not wearing a ring she's like it's gone she's moved on mm-hmm. but I like I said I get that you know three years okay moved on but even this like. If somebody's MIA, I guess you can like, okay, well, we have to prepare for the worst. He's probably dead. But most people still, like, once you get the news that a loved one has been found, or your husband, they're like, oh, my God, it's like a relief or thank you or something. She's like, 
It's like a guy might have been delivering her morning paper or something. It's like, okay, whatever. Here we All go. All of her fucks were in a nice little ammo box tucked nicely underneath her bed. She had zero to give at that time. She just left them all away. She yeah. didn't care at all. And, oh, that ammo box is under Jody's bed. It's not even her bed. But that was supposed to be clever, Marshall. Next oh. to the autographed picture of his uncle. Yeah. Who autographs their own picture to Jody? Love Uncle Sam? Yeah, it's like he's, like he's a celebrity headshot. Yeah. Like, yeah, we instantly know he's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so the next thing, we get good old Isaac Hayes, who, if you don't know Isaac Hayes, all I'm going to say is he's chef. We most of them know for Chef from South Park, and he does the Shaft song. And yes, he does Shaft as well as many other great. He's been you know, a lot R&B. of other stuff, but that's he's where he's most gold funny records of yeah. the Yang. Yeah. So Isaac Hayes is in, he's just standing in a dark room. I, I, you don't even know he, it's a motel. Or either he lives in the deli or above the yeah, deli it's some or deli. next to the deli because you got the the neon mm-hmm. flashing deli lights in this throughout this entire scene. Like, like it's a sexy deli. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the red light district deli. And they're panning over his bed, and he's putting on his old army. Yeah, outfit. he's like he's putting like his dress he's, uniform. He's putting on. on his old dress uniform, and on the on. On the bed, they're showing that he, I guess he mans a cannon because it has, like, a cannon reloader and cannonballs. And it's these two brass balls that says, if you're going to serve in the army, you better have a set of these. Yeah. And they're, like, brass balls. Yeah. <laughs> and so he looks at his old black and white picture, and he just says, all you dead, just me left. And he's, like, just crazy. Why, God? Why? Why, why God? Why me? <laughs> and he is dialing it in. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he, 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 and he also has zero fucks to give. Because he's there for a paycheck. And as I said, he's putting on his dress dreams, which I don't understand. Why the hell are you putting on? And I mean, it's got to be like, you know, Joey's asleep. So we're seeing somewhere between 10, midnight, 2 in the morning. It's, you know, late, late night. And he's putting on his dress uniforms for no fucking reason. I don't just don't get what is going on in this movie. Uh, So we kind of moving along. We find out that Sam Harper, nobody likes this guy. At all. Yeah, so... His sister doesn't even like him, who we're introduced to. So, word starts to spread. Uh, so, the sister is taking care of Jody, who is the, kind of our main character, yeah, the kid. the kid. And the wife of Sam, they're all getting together, and you kind of find out that Sam was a dick. Yeah. I, I just can't go back to the kid thing. Like, as soon as I realized this movie focuses around a kid, I knew we were in for some shit. Because no good movies, or at least horror movies, who have a kid as the main character is... It ever good. No. Marshall <laughs> hates kids, by the way. And he will defend it. Say, I don't hate kids, but I've been known I've known this guy my entire life. Fucking hates kids. Wow, that just makes me real really <laughs> and wonderful okay. to those people who are gonna adore me now. And that's okay. That's okay. Um So we find like the wife and the sister they basically don't even want his body back. There's like his wife's like talking like, Oh, I wish I wish I could go back and say I don't even want to just, you know, take it away or yeah they're, they're talking about just leaving it they're, yeah they're talking about just letting the army handle the remains yeah they everything. don't even want him back you so. know but she says well think of the town they'll talk you know you don't want that so just put up with it have a funeral and we'll be done with it exactly so now we shift to a classroom scene which again boggles my mind because it's july 1st why are these kids in school? That's a really good point. I didn't even yeah. think about that. It's just, why are they? I don't get, I mean, I get their summer school, but normally you don't get summer school until like high school and then, you know, or college prep courses or something. Maybe but they these had are, a lot of snow days. I, Maybe. For Ju- June, yeah, yeah but yeah. July. <laughs> and it's, it's full on classroom. It's not like, oh, like clubs or anything. Like they're full on in the desk, teachers right on the blackboard. And I, it, I don't know what's going on. 
But so Jody just out of nowhere. They're studying. He just, the teacher's writing the blackboard. Out of nowhere, he goes, "Hey, teacher, I'm gonna dish all of my problems." Yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, teacher, my <laughs> uncle is dead." Oh yeah, and by the way, I brought in all of his medals. And so- the class is like. Tell me more. How did he die? What rank was he? How was this? He just like unloads his dirty laundry in the middle of class in front of all his peers and his teacher. Everyone's like, cool. (laughs) Oh, it's just, oh. And even like, basically throughout this whole scene, Jody makes his teacher look like a little bitch. Yeah. Because the teacher is like, he's like explaining things like, well, during Vietnam, things were a lot different. It was a useless war and everybody's, you know, uh, picketing and it, we were fighting for no reason and again a lot of political stuff going on like so, anti-government yeah, like, anti-war the kid like, asked the teacher were you ever in the army and he goes yeah. and he looks ashamed yeah he's like oh, well i can't okay. say that i have and basically he, he says that oh a lot of people and which he's including himself in the same way he's like a lot of people even left the country they went to canada during during right now and he's like, oh. And Joe's like, oh, were you a coward? Or something? Jody, like, he's like, Jody. he bitches out this team. He makes it look like a bitch. He's like, my uncle was called you guys cowards. Yeah. And then the, the teacher's like, oh. And like, all right, that's goes, it. That's enough. Let's get back to work. The kid goes, the kid goes, I didn't call you a coward. I'm just saying this when my, my uncle called you. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like backhanding like backhanded compliment or like trying to like weasel out of it but still call him a bitch yeah 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 i feel bad for the teacher through the whole thing i mean he was just trying to be nice like hey i was going to teach you some math but yeah let's uh (laughs) let's talk about your dead uncle yeah sure go for it kid get it off chest a mode like there's nothing wrong with not joining the army and there's nothing wrong with having an opinion about the vietnam war but that movie really gives that feeling of that teacher is a low down piece of shit. For dirty my, hippie, you dirty hippies. <laughs> Someone's got to teach the kids. <laughs> so we get this random scene of like Jody, like back in his room later, and he's, he's like he's talking to himself. And he says, "When I grow up, I'm going to join the army and do whatever the president says to do because he knows better." Yes, <laughs> yes. that is a quote from this movie. Yeah, yeah, not best, yeah, better. <laughs> he knows better than everybody, or something like that. So, so now the we, body comes home. They get the coffin, and which again makes no sense. This it mind is exploding at the lack of sense. They don't take the coffin to a funeral home to prep it for burial. Or they, no, they wheel the coffin into basically Jody's living room, right? And it just sits there. Yeah, I I, I was I was looking at Melissa because <laughs> Melissa and I watched this movie together. I'm looking at her. She's looking at me. I'm like. Is that a funeral home? She goes, nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just sits in, like, the hallway, like, right in the, the living room, front door, and then the stairways up. It's right in the middle. It's Could like just the wheel it into the, the den. Yeah. <laughs> and then the mother, like, has dinner guests. Like, hey, yeah, let's later have a dinner has. party. <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, hey, I'd be happy to, you know, take us out to dinner somewhere. And she's like, oh, no, we'll just we'll just have dinner here. Yeah, and the, the coffin's Where sitting the right coffin behind is. the dinner right, table. right. Uh, so anyway, the, the sergeant who drops off, you know, delivering the news, he's still lurking around. He is t- having this conversation with Jody by the coffin, and it's meaningless. But he um, he goes to salute Jody. And again, I'm my, picking my... This is Marshall's weird thing. Yeah. It is the worst fucking salute I have ever... I mean, the kid gives this guy a better salute than a ma- what's supposed to be like a master sergeant or a sergeant does. Uh, it's just, it's awful. 
Uh, and then Jody, so he also, he's like, hey, I have a great idea. Let's open up the coffin. <laughs> Jody wants, is obsessed with opening this well, coffin. Well, he wants to see Uncle Sam. So I understand he wants to see him. And then the, the, the corporal or whatever, the sergeant, sergeant, says, hey, hey, kid, he's been dead for three years. He's gone through a lot of shit, so uh, don't open that up. And the kid's like, okay. Which, so, I mean, again, boggles my mind. Why they take him to the house if he's dead for three years? He would be rotting. And yeah. smelly and disgusting, but to nope. be perfectly honest, if he was in the desert for three years, he'd be nothing but bones. Yeah, that, I, that's even a better choice. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the sergeant is in his motel room, dinky, really crappy motel room, drinking, getting drunk. He's on the phone with somebody you don't know, and he's talking about how hot the wife is, and it. Oh, oh, but she's a wife, so I'm going to hook up with her sister, and that I'm batting about 750 with the bereaved, and that's why I signed up for this job. So he is just a creepy, horny, hornball sergeant. Right, and he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. Like, he hasn't done anything to be creepy or weird or no. anything like that. He's been, like, really caring and, like, good with the kid and really nice, and all of a sudden you just see him, like, shift personality yeah, to, like, it, total it really, dirtbag. And there's no need for that. He doesn't right. need to be a dirtbag. No, he doesn't. He could have, he, there's no reason for that change, for that character, you know, that dramatic of a character and change. And now he's, like, moment. turned into Horn Dog McGee. Yeah. yeah. Now he just wants to bang every widow and family member of a dead... <laughs> but he's just, like, talking smack to his friend on the phone, so he may be actually a really nice guy that just likes to talk a lot of... Dumb stuff to his friends. Look at Alyssa sticking up wow. for the dirty. But because uh, we never see him in action being a dirtbag. Well, that, okay, that's true. true that's true. But that's true. I feel like that that little scene was just meant to show us, like, hey, you guys want this guy to get murdered. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> so now we come to the dinner date scene. Yeah, mom. We get introduced to mom's uh, boyfriend, Ralph. Ralph the lawyer. Ralph, who is a again a sleazy dirtball lawyer. Uh, Ooh, lawyers. And she's having dinner. And again, she, this table's all nicely set up. She's in a nice dress. And right behind the, co- the dinner table. Right in plain view in of plain everyone. In plain view of everyone is the coffin is with the coffin body with in it. remains so, of her brother. And this is where she goes in a little backstory. We learned that Sam ran away when he was 14. And he came back a couple years later with a bad drinking problem. So so we get, now I'm in my mind. We have a 16, 17-year-old kid who's just a raging alcoholic. Because a couple years to me, that's why I think like two, three years at most. Not like oh, he came back twenty one, twenty two. Right. So I mean, I guess it's possible, but it's not like yeah. But a couple years. That's um, so during the dinner, Ralph is telling everyone, well, basically Jody and uh, the mom, that he's he's basically just cheat, straight up cheating the IRS. He's got tax shelters, and that the lawyers ruled in his favor because. The prosecution or whatever is too stupid to read more paperwork. Right. And, and I'm just going to keep burying them in paperwork and more paperwork and paperwork and paperwork until they just give up. And, and I'm going to dodge my taxes. Yeah. And, and yeah. because taxes are bad, the government shouldn't be taxing people. And so it's more of this weird anti-government sentiment that's go out this way. I don't get it. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah. So the whole time Jody is like, this guy's... Scumbag! I don't want to be here. And Jody's like, "You should pay your taxes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and so he's like, "I don't, you know." Mom's like, "He was like, I want to be excused," but he's like, "Fine, but don't watch him." Like, 
I'm not. I don't watch TV. I'm in mourning. And he says like such a little shit. Like I'm like a little snot. Like I'm in mourning. <laughs> I'm a better person than you. <laughs> I'm mourning the loss of my uncle. You don't give a shit about your brother. And then you cut to him upstairs in his room playing, playing with, with toys. G.I. He's not mourning. He's not sitting there. Yeah, he's playing with all his GI Joes and war toys and just like bombing things. And he yeah, kills. And all mourn differently. He, he kills Destro a yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah, and Destro, the GI Joe figure yeah. that he is uses to represent Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. And he's like, you're dead, Ralph. And and then throws it like, boom. <laughs> so that night, Jody is he starts creeping down the stairs with this uh, ammo metal ammo box, yeah, full of uh, it's Uncle Sam's medals. medals. Which at first, Bobby was like, "Why the hell does he have them?" Because he's not the kid, and he's not well, he's the nephew. Uncle Sam gave it to him. Yeah, but they explained that. But at the same time, Uncle Sam was still alive. He has a purple heart, which is a pretty high prestigious medal, from what I understand. Right? Well, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Marshall shaking it's prestigious, head, no. prestigious, but it's, like, it's not like you have to be high up to get it. Exactly. It's just for being injured exactly. in combat. But he throws. He just like he's like, "Hey, kid, take my medals." You know, yeah. he was still alive. It's not. Like I, he was I could get because you know, um, it's kind of a, you know a meaningful thing to say. Hey, hold on, my purple heart. That's like a ch- gesture of affection. It's well, like, hey, don't you, it mean a lot you don't me. you put that on your uniform? Yes, that's the bomb I have. Ah. So you you wear these medals on your dress uniforms, and yes, yes. Anyway, <laughs> so he creeps downstairs. So and. He starts opening the coffin or tries to, and this causes Stam, Sam to stir a little bit. His fingers start twitching, and you're like, oh, is he going to come back to life? Is he going to come back to life? Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but Jody unlocked the box. Yeah. So he, uh, Jody says, it must be lonely being dead, and then just walks away. Yeah, kind of creepy kid. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he's weird. So I don't know. Like, now we're the next day, and it's like the, the morning, or, uh, the um, the visitation, yeah, you know, the, the mor- yeah, morning so period. There'd be people coming they're, over they're for memorial. They're, yeah, they're having the visitation. Yeah. And Chef Isaac Hayes, I just call him Chef of this whole movie. <laughs> uh, chef is over there talking, and he takes Jody outside to basically show him his fake leg. No, this is the best. <laughs> this is the best setup. So in comes – okay, this is also Whiteville, USA. There is – everyone mm-hmm. is crackerized. It's just like South Park where Chef's the only black guy. Right. He, everyone's <laughs> so white. Not only are they white, they're fucking white. Yeah. You know, and, and here comes Isaac Hayes who is blacker than black, dark guy. And in the 70s and stuff, he was like a big, you know, civil rights guy and all this. So was, he's, he's got a history behind him. But he comes in and everyone – he just kind of like – the kid's staring at him. Just <laughs> staring at him. And the mom goes – it's not polite to stare. And he goes, that's okay. I understand. And he goes, do you want to see it? And I'm like, Ugh! And he goes, I'll take you outside. You can touch it. And I'm like, ah! Yeah. What is going on? And the mom's like, it's okay, it's Jody. Okay, you can go. I'm like, no, don't do it. Any man that says it's okay, do you want to see it? Do you want to touch it? And takes your child away. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. So they go outside, and it's a wooden leg. Oh, it's not his dick. <laughs> Which, of course, is what I was thinking it was. Well, he also says also he, it's wood before he shows it, which is even better. Yeah. So. Um, so Jody, he's talking with Chef, and he's basically saying, yeah, I'm, when I grew up, I'm going to join the Army. I'm going to do this and this. And Chef's like, and Chef freaks out. He's like, don't you do that. Don't you join the army. You stay out. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, now there's also a guy who is like sh- dressing in his green. Yeah, he's like just his, dressing in his, his dress greens in his dark room and by he's himself. He's got like pride. And, uh, he, every scene he's in, he's wearing a military uniform of some kind. He's not wearing the, cam- the camouflage BDUs or anything, but he's wearing like his dress greens or, right, right. or like, the, the brown tans. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, but he's like, don't you dare join the army. It's bad. Military is bad. I'm like, what? Again, what? I don't understand the message this movie is like trying to send. Like a weird shift because he seemed like a very, page, like a pretty patriotic yeah. guy. I could understand if he says, you know, don't, you might want to think about it, you know, but he just, he snapped. Yeah. And he basically says the government is all jacked up and we don't, and that we no longer know what we're fighting for anymore. Not since the days of Hitler, Stalin, and Mussolini have we known what we're fighting and for. And Tojo. <laughs> and Tojo. <laughs> yeah. Tojo? That's the Japanese term for, like, it's not, I mean, they call them Japs. It wasn't a racial slur. I mean, it was, was Tojo the general or the president? I don't know. Uh, honestly, that Japanese. I don't know. It's, yeah. Hmm. Um, but it just, yeah, it just blew my mind. Like, I don't, I don't understand the message of this movie anymore. I thought it was supposed to be all patriotic, but this is all anti-government, anti-everything so far. Um, so, and basically, Chef goes into telling Joey that Sam was full of hate. And he loved killing, and Joey's like, "Oh, that's cool. That's what makes a hero." And she was like, "No, there are no heroes anymore." I'm not, and at this point, I just wrote down, "Grr, I'm really getting heated." <laughs> <laughs> if we were in the wrestling business, I would say this movie is getting major heat for me because I am just getting fed up with this movie. Like, how do you say there's no heroes? Everybody's in the military. They're heroes. You serve the army. You should be a hero. You're fighting for your country. You're sacrificing. But not according to Chef. There are no heroes. Man, Chef cut a heel turn on you. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> so Chef just leaves. He gone. Joey goes back inside, and he hears Ralph saying that Desert Storm was all about keeping some rich Saudi rich and that our, our, that our boys died for nothing. Well, this pisses Jody off, and he tells Ralph to shut up. Yeah. Like, you shut up, Ralph, or something like that. And his mom was like, "You're grounded. Go, blah blah blah. You go so, upstairs." So, ground, so Jody's grounded, and he can't go to the Fourth of July activities. Yep. So we come to midnight now. It, it's uh, basically midnight, and this is where shit finally starts on the fourth the way, minute of the Fourth of July. That from the beginning to that scene, like to the the, the nighttime scene that we're about to talk about, takes forever. Yeah, I just I have to It's thirty five minutes in right now, and nothing is happening. <laughs> uh, we get to. It's about to pick up here. So we get to three well-dressed, basically, punk kids in the cemetery who are basically like neo-Nazis, but without the shaved head. And they're dressed really nice for Nazis. I don't know where you get the Nazi thing from. but I don't know. Uh, because one kid's spray-painting a swastika on a tombstone. Oh, I didn't notice it was a swastika. I just thought yeah. he was spray-painting. No, he's, it's a swastika. It's a really bad one, but it's a swastika. Oh, what a dick. I on, a, on, a, on a guy that says... The last name is Savage, which I didn't realize Savage was a Jewish name because swastika painted on it. I don't know if it is, <laughs> but so yeah, he's it's a red swastika in a circle. He paints on this on it Savage's been tombstone. Like Goldman or yeah. Silverstein, yeah, or but no, it's like Savage. That. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's why I got Nazis, but you know they're very well dressed <laughs> for punk kids, and there's two others behind him who are uh, actually technically in front of him. And they're getting ready to burn the American flag. They're pouring right. life fluid on it and setting it in a blaze. So they're dousing an American flag in a cemetery, just those three by themselves. Yep. And so once the flag is burning, the th- one of them it starts swinging it around his, and over his head like, Woo, yeah, burn, burn. And as the burning pieces of the flag come off, they, they fall down. Into and they, Sam Harper's Sam's grave. open, empty grave, which is, he's already got a tombstone in place of Sam Harper. It's completely empty. But the flag is just falling there, and this is what pisses Sam off. He, woo, he comes back to life in the coffin. He gets out of the coffin in the living room, and he goes upstairs to Jody's room. Gets his pins, gets, gets his medals. Pulls the ammo box out and doesn't pin him to his green dressing room from which he's been buried in. He pins him to his chest. Literally pins him to his chest. Yeah. <laughs> 
pins him out and his, his fruit salad is on his chest. And uh, <laughs> and then he goes into his sister's room and just... Gives no, her a creepy wait, look. Sister? Yeah, yeah it is yeah. sister. Yeah, it's a sister. And just stands up, above, just stands behind, uh, up near the bed, just creepily stands there looking at her. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so... Now we get the next scene of some random blonde girl in a towel combing her hair in front of a mirror while some guy in Uncle Sam mask and costume and on stilts is being all pervy outside the window. <laughs> this is such a weird scene. <laughs> it, it makes That's it. super weird. Yeah, so these are really high stilts too. They're like, huge stilts. They're stilts. like two story two tall story stilts. Yeah. yeah. And so this is girl comes out and she's just in her bedroom, combing her hair, getting out of the shower, and she takes off her towel to kind of get ready for bed, and she's naked, and you know, yeah, you do get per- some very brief gratuitous yeah, nudity and, in this and movie. Pervy Uncle Sam on stilts goes, whoa, oh, he just like he's like he wasn't like what you're there if you're on stilts staring outside a girl's window, you're there to try to see her naked. So don't act like when you finally see her naked, you're like oh my god, it's, she's naked. I whoa. can't see my balance whoa. anymore. <laughs> And he starts stumbling. This cute girl's like, ah, guy, you pervert, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and she knows who it is. She goes, yeah. Wally, if you come back again, right, I'm calling the police. Yeah. So yeah, he's in a full mask. This isn't the first time <laughs> this asshole has been on stilts or something. Outside her window. <laughs> so pervy Uncle Sam is now, for, for some reason, being stalked through the city, the town part by Sam. Who comes out of nowhere? They he, don't he, show it. They show yeah. Like, how they, does he even see this guy? He's they just, show the Uncle Sam on stilts running away from something, looking yeah. at the girl. You yeah. know, he's like, "Oh, I got to hightail it because the girl saw me. She's mm-hmm. gonna call the police." And right. then out of nowhere, he starts looking back, going, "Hey, stop following me!" Yeah, and it's Uncle uh, our. It's like he's in the middle, bad like guy, Sam, like your cent- like center of town, like like in a town park. park. Yeah, your town yeah. square park. So he's running away on stilts, bumps into a tree lid, yeah, and same, falls over. Yeah, he runs into a tree lid, falls down. Uh, Sam, who has gardening, large Bruce Bar beefcake gardening shears, um, comes up to Sam, he, and Sam, or pervy Uncle Sam, sees his face, and he's like, Dude, what happened to your face, man? Sam takes off the Uncle Sam mask while saying, I hope you get an eyeful, and then kills pervy Uncle Sam, yeah, or Wally, whatever his name they was. Had a lot of yeah, a, and- a lot of the kills are shitty, like, again, shitty horror movie, sight movie, where you never actually see the kill. You just get the impression of it, and it's cut to something Such else. Yeah. yeah. It's cheap. So this is the first kill since the opening scene, and it's 40, which was 40 minutes ago. Jesus. And we don't even get to see the kill. That it, That's what I was so disappointed about. Yeah. Like 40 minutes, and you don't get to see it. But anyway, so now Sam is wearing the Uncle Sam costume and the mask, and he has found his way to the cemetery. Uh, the teens are basically throwing empty can, empty cans into Sam's grave. You assume they're beer, but you don't really know. They're just throwing cans. Uh, one of them, the one that was swinging the uh, flag, burning flag around, said, "He says, dude, I'll, I'll catch up with you. I got something pissed.'" So he starts yeah, so pissing he starts, on two walks. Starts pissing on a grave. Starts pissing know. on somebody's grave with his eyes closed, and the others go. And Sam just starts spray painting. This guy in the face with spray paint. With red, white, and blue, because he changes cans. I, I don't think he, he changes. I never see it, but like he's he changes. It cans, starts red, and, I, and then it turns the blue, and then I was just like, "Well, the next one's got to be white." And he changes to another one, but you can't really tell. So I'm assuming he spray painted him red, white, blue. Well, when you which is pretty hilarious. In the next scene, because the scene goes to black, because like ah, you know, trying to you know again spray paint in the eyes, and that's the whole thing. Like you first see it's like he spray paint right in the face, in the eyes, the blind. 
But in the next scene, he this, the kid wakes up. He, the kid, he falls the into Sam's grave. And he falls into the open grave. And he blocks that, wakes up. He's got what's supposed to be a bone like, sticking out. I was like, which is the worst bone well, effect ever. this is ever. where Melissa and I had a question. Because we were watching it, and they they show him laying in the ground. And it's like, it looks like his legs are fine. It looks like his arms are fine. Mm-hmm. And he starts to get up, and he goes, ah! And they cut to a super close-up of a bone sticking out, yeah. and he's feeling... And it looks, but from the next shot, it looks like he's feeling his back. Did his spine shoot out of his back? I, I thought it was supposed to be like his I, leg. Yeah, it, it to me, like the placement sort of looked like it was his spine, which then I'm like, okay, your legs would not be moving at yeah, all. Yeah, that's I totally think. true. So I have yeah. no idea what the bone's supposed to be because he touches it and you can see it like, it's not hard like bone. It looks like just like a like plasticky thing because it like dents in and it's, it's soft. Yeah, it, it was not a very good... Could you have done better uh, special effects makeup? Ooh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, I haven't worked with a lot of bone. Ooh, that's something maybe you need to uh, venture into. Maybe I'll give that a go. Okay. <laughs> so, but as he's buried, though, his hand is right at the top. Yeah. And so he's just, standing. Yeah. So, and we've seen him like how deep he was in the ground, and there's no way. Yeah, that's whether if it was his leg or his spine, either way, yeah, he wouldn't be standing up to. And if he's that close to the surface, like, come on, you could really scare that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Sam starts burying him alive. Yeah. But yeah. And how long would it take to fill up that grave? Yeah, it would take a long time, especially manually, because now, you know, now they always deal with, like, boulders, backhoes and stuff. Yeah. But manually, one person would take right. forever. So one person filling up a... I mean, it's six feet deep, and I'm guessing eight feet wide, or you know, like not eight four feet pro- wide, eight, six feet, coffin. six feet deep, four feet wide, eight feet long, maybe you know, yeah, something fine. like that. Yeah. And that take a long time to kind of fill up just by one one person. Yeah, yeah, it's would take a very long time. Even if you had like super zombie strength, which <laughs> I mean, he really kicked it into action. Does Sam have super zombie strength? We don't know, but there's a lot of things we don't know about Sam. So. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. He does, uh, He does again, snap somebody's neck with one hand at the very beginning. Marsh brings up a good point. Uh, so move, the, one of the other teens, that go, he goes back to find the other one because they're like, hey, we got to go back there. The one kid's like, no way, man. I got to get inside before I get grounded or something like that. So he's like, fine, I'll go back for before him. Before his dad sobers up. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. Um, so he goes back. He's looking for the other Nazi. And Sam basically wraps a wire or something around his neck. It's very kind of how he does. And then he starts, basically, which is attached to a flag, and he starts raising this kid like the American flag and pulls and hangs it basically from the flagpole. So he wraps this thing around his neck, and the kid's being drug away for a while. Yeah. Can't he just... Get up! I mean, they're 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 wearing Leatherman jackets, and they're pretty athletic kids. They're, they're not young. Even Leatherman. They're not even that. Well, they're like regardless, like regardless. They're doctors. young. They're young. You're young, athletic kids. They're not fat or weird or anything. Nope. I mean, he could he could just kind of like <laughs> shimmy on up and be like, ah, and try and take this off. But no, he gets drugged forever. Yeah. So he yeah he raises him up the flag for like a flag, and now we're the official like Fourth of July more. Now it's like. Sun's risen. It's morning time. We're getting ready to party. The town is getting ready for the big Fourth of July parade and town celebration. The teacher from the classroom is talking to one of the kids we saw earlier, who's dressed up as George Washington. Gay George Washington. Yeah, it's really <laughs> Melissa pointed this out. 
He was a little on the flamboyant side when he uh, was questioned about his hatchet. Like, what hatchet? There was like some head shake. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little sassy head shake, a little jazz hands. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. George Wa- kid George Washington does. <laughs> did just chug soda. <laughs> he doesn't have his George Washington's hatchet. So the teacher goes like, fine, you stay here. I'll go back into it. He goes into the classroom to look for it. And, of course, Sam has it. Kills the draft-dodging hippie teacher, which at this point I'm like, good. He needs to die. <laughs> but, again, I was, sadly we don't get to see it, really. Well, the teacher doesn't do anything wrong. Goddamn hippie draft-dodger. Oh, boy. America. <laughs> America. <laughs> so, um, so now we're back to Jody, who says, who's supposed to be grounded. He's sitting in his room. He's like, oh, I'm not going to miss this. Yeah, so Looks for his box of medals, which I don't understand why. And... Which they're gone now, and he blames his mom. He's like, right. Why'd you take them? But like, if you're just gonna, if you're grounded, you're just gonna sneak out or something to go to a parade or a festival. Why the hell are you gonna take this giant ammo box with kid. metals in it? Like, because you're a weird kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would he drag these around? The kid's a fucking creep. So now we get to a new scene with a brand new family character we've never seen this people before, and it's a mom and a dad with pushing a kid in a wheelchair with the kid has a fucked up face it's like all burnt and scarred burnt on one side yeah and they're basically saying we're gonna take him and we're gonna show everybody that what they did to our kid and we're gonna ruin the day for everybody basically we're gonna ruin this day yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna make much. everybody feel bad like they, that's what they that's exactly what they said it's like everyone's having a good time we'll show them a good time we're gonna ruin everything they yeah. literally say this with the kid sitting there going Ugh. <laughs> Poor fucking kid. Yeah. Not only did he get fucked up somehow, we never know how. It's fire. It, they, it's a fireworks accident. Oh. They okay. they say like there's um like last year's uh, Fourth of July. At first, it makes it sound like the kids did it. Like yeah. it was actually like kids were playing with fireworks and something happened. But then later they said like it was like the main town displayers. It was really confusing. But all I know is it's a firework accident, and. The kid's also not described. He's blind. He's wearing black black sunglasses, yeah. but he's it, blind, burned, and in a wheelchair. Yep, yeah, and in a which again, how I understand the blind, burned part, but how the fuck did he get? So was he in a wheelchair first and then get blinded? Because that would make kind of sense. I get that, but I don't no, know why you're going to a wheelchair. Never explained. Um, but I had to point out the mother is PJ Souls, and she was a big time star in like the seventies, nineties. Like she was. Noticeable. I mean, she was. People knew who she was, and to me, she's kind of semi-Halloween or horror royalty because she was in the very original John Carpenter's Halloween, oh. and which is to me one of my all-time favorite classic movies. Most definitely. And to see her be in that movie, and then this <laughs> just blew me back. And she could have should have been like the mother or the aunt or something. Like she could have been a much bigger part in this this crappy, shitty, shitty person, right? But small. Small role. Yeah. Um, her whole storyline's a bit over the top. <laughs> yeah. Including her outfit with, like, weird... It's like a purple dress with, like, a red belt and yeah. hat. like a Giant hat. Like a Kentucky Kentucky Derby hat or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so now the third Nazi teen, the Blondie, he's, for some reason, he's about to sing the national anthem. Yeah. It's and so he it's... decides to dedicate to his now dead Nazi friends. He's like, this is for you, Nazi A and Nazi B. And he he starts singing like oh he starts singing, he and starts then like singing it pretty good and then like four bars in he just starts he turns into like a hardcore he's like screaming the lyrics like Rah! screaming out or just like Roseanne Barr singing national anthem I can't <laughs> tell which ones um, and then he starts taking his pants down and he moons the crowd yeah not bare butt but boxers on but he he moons yeah. the crowd and basically everyone boos and boo yeah 
Um, and of course, this does not fly with Uncle Sam at all, who is basically mingling with the crowd in the Uncle Sam costume. He's just wandering in and out, kid. He's wandering around, like, shaking hands, shaking hands, <laughs> giving high fives. Yeah. Which is so weird. I know. I don't like, get it. He just loves Patriots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we get a zooming close-up shot of the kid in the wheelchair. And out of nowhere, you see Sam in this white glove. And he grabs <laughs> the kid's face. Grabs his face. It says, I'm here to do what you want me to do. Even in darkness, you can see me better than those with eyes. And the kid's like, who the fuck are you? You know me. Who are you? Stop touching me. And the kid's screaming. Who are you? Where are you? Leave me alone. And this is in the middle of a crowd. I mean, you see people surrounding this kid in the background. Parents nowhere to be seen. Parents are gone, but even the rest of the townspeople are like, what the? They don't give a shit. This kid scream while some creepy guy is touching his face. feeling his face. (laughs) Nobody does anything about it. So, and And Uncle Sam's like, I'm sticking up for you, wheelchair kid. Like, uh, yeah. he, like Uncle Sam befriends him. Yeah, for yeah. some reason. And the kid's like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> so now we get some random congressman shows up um, who is played by Robert, Robert Forrester, Forrester who's who, a big name. He's a big deal. He, he was a huge name in the, or I guess not huge, but he's, he's pretty, well known. He's well known. And, and probably for our listeners, most well known in Jackie Brown, he plays Max Cherry. He was, he's also yeah. in uh, Heroes, this TV show Heroes. He right. played Peter Pettigrew's or Peter Pasadena, whatever, Peter's father. He was the father of Peter Pettigrew Pasadena. Pas- whatever Peter's <laughs> name was. Um, yeah, he played. The, he was in Heroes and a lot of other He's a lot of stuff. So he plays this really small bit role, which I was getting like, how they get this guy to do like. And he is the. I think senator. he owed somebody. Yeah, he, like, congressman. He's the congressman. congressman. Yeah, he's the congressman. And he's trying to get votes and because again, like every other government person, because government's bad. He's a sleazy politician who made some crooked deal and lost a bunch of voters. Or trying, so he's trying to gain people back. So he's got to he's got to play up the crowd. Yeah. Uh, we get a shot of Ralph and Chef. They're talking. Ralph calls a national anthem, a lousy song. And that no one can remember the words to it. Yes. He bets Chef $50 if he can recite the anthem without making a mistake. And, and Chef Chef's goes, like, uh, 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 uh. It doesn't even try. <laughs> and then Ralph just starts insulting Francis Scott Key. <laughs> Francis Scott Key. He was like, what that ha- yeah, whatever did he do? That hack? Whatever hits did he have? He hasn't written anything. They're like, what is going on with this movie? Why does everybody hate America at a 4th of July party? They hate the government. They hate America. They hate tags. It's like, God damn it. Also, Ralph is dressed like Abraham Lincoln. Yes! <laughs> Even they even said he bought the costume, so he had to stop because he it's like the fourth year he did, so he didn't have to rent it anymore. So I just bought it. And the Star Spangled Banner is one of those songs everyone learns. Everyone knows the words of that song. That's such a weird thing to say. You sing it at every single sporting event before yep. it begins. Everyone knows the words of this song. <laughs> Give me that bet. Ugh. Oh, it just again. I was like, and at this point, it's like you want these people to die. You and again, the horror movies. There's people you want to live. Like, oh, you, you sympathize with them, and oh, I like this character. Yeah. I want them to live. No, you want these people to die at this point. They're awful. And so after his sh- conversation with Ralph, Chef goes off, and he bumps into Sam, and and they lock eyes. And Chef's like, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, that was weird. And sh- Sam walks off. So I'm like, saying that. I, it turns out later in answer to my question, but at this point, I'm like, did he know that was Sam in the suit? Because Chef's like, 
how the, I don't know like how because he's saying like, I'm alright. Like, okay, don't worry about me, buddy. I know that's you, but I'm okay now. You don't have to worry about me. I'm doing okay. That's how I took it. Yeah. Not like why else would you say I'm alright? I'm alright. I don't get it. So like right. how and even if that is the case, how the fuck would you know that Sam in the suit? Right. Well, I mean, he knew Sam earlier. There was a, yeah, the, like yeah, he was like his army mentor or hunting, something. Yeah. Yeah. Were, yeah. It was just weird. Yeah. He it's, also saw like the glowing like snake eyes yeah, through the mask. Like, <laughs> it would, he was just a little freaked out. Like, I'm all right. I'm all right. I didn't really see that. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> okay, but you know, that makes more sense. His eyes are like yellow. Are like green. Like not the eye, but like his skin is all green now, and then his eyes are like bright demon like yellow. Right. <laughs> so like, it's pretty obvious something's not right there, and. So anyway, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, so we get this random shot of, of barbecue. Some girl working the smoker. I just call her barbecue girl. She leaves the smoker after chopping up some ribs and a big old cleaver, and she goes off to smoke some joints, uh, a joint, you know, and buying some bushes. She gets, I can't think of anything more American than being at a barbecue, barbecue and smoking some weed, that barbecue beer, baseball, weed. Um, <laughs> so she goes off the smoke, and she gets caught by. Sheriff Phil, yeah. who's the sheriff who was making out with the aunt, Jody's mom earlier, uh, he takes her joints and basically puts them into his pocket. Yeah, he's like, he's like I'll take these for later. And she's like, Ugh. so she goes back to the smoker and her her cleaver is now gone, and we get a scene of the traditional potato sack race. And this is the longest potato sack race I have ever seen. Most of them are like, no, like maybe a few yards, 50, 50 yards. feet, 50 yards at most. This is like a goddamn cross country marathon, course. obstacle course yeah. potato sack race. Some have numbers on their backs, some don't. <laughs> What is yeah. that? Yeah, it was really strange. So yeah. they're going through this yeah. and bl- sack race. Uh, blonde Nazi who butchered, you know, made fun of the national anthem earlier. He's in he, the sack race. He's in the sack race. And not, and, oh, I didn't, maybe I missed this, but most of the time in the sack race, you're just, you know, you hold, you're holding the sack up with your arms and you're just hopping, hopping. And I think some of the other kids were doing that. But for some reason, his sack is like full body length and it's, he's tied into it. Like it gets up, goes up to his neck and it's like, he's tied into he can't get his arms are tied into the suit, but he's almost in. like jogging, running, knocking people over. Yeah, he's over. knocking everybody he's over. Like really aggressive. Yeah, like taking people out. He even stopped to kick a guy. Yes, he did. He knocked <laughs> him over and then kicked him while he's down. Just but, to make sure you knew he's a bad guy. Yeah, like yeah. This and guess what, guys? This guy's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> which we, we one we didn't know that by spray paints, you know, Nazi swastikas and stuff. Mm-hmm. For now, he's butchering America. Yeah, third time try, we get it. He's the he's the he's douche. Bad. Yeah. So he's knocking people over, and he tries to take a shortcut, and then he falls he, down a, a hill. A huge hill. And this <laughs> this stuntman, or whoever did the stunt, holy shit, he's in a burlap sack, so, just tied down. to his neck, like, up to his neck, and tied shut. And he is eating it. Yep. <laughs> he goes all the way down this hill, which blinds like, almost, at first I thought it was like a junker, because there's a bunch of old cars there. Right. The kid gets up and hops away, but it's like two, I'm like, oh, it's a junker, but there's only like two old beat up cars, and then... Nothing. And there's a couple in there. Like, Getting head, yeah. For no reason. Just just some to have. And so he goes off, and he's now we're saying the junkyard, the two-car junkyard turns into like an orange tree orchard. Like an apple orchard or something, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't apple, because it was like lemon trees or orange trees or something. Um, and Sam's like behind the trees looking at me. He's hopping, like, oh, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, all right, whatever. Hops on, and, of course, Sam teleports up to the next tree. Like, oh, what are you doing? Leave me alone, dude. And Sam cuts his head off with the cleaver and then licks the cleaver. Oh, the, yeah. 
Yeah, he licked like, the clear. Not only does he lick it, he doesn't lick it like a like he, he like licks it like he's tasting it. Yeah, like a little, not like <laughs> licking it for victory or blood. He just kind of like you'd be licking a soup spoon or something, like a little taste. Like yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're mixing brownie salt. mix. Yeah, yeah, your brownie mix. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, just a little taste. Yep, just a little taste. And so now you get a random shot of Sam at like the BB gun, one of the booths, like one of the carnival booths they have. It's, he's shooting these moving rabbit targets with a BB gun. And the attendant, the, the game attendant, is like, dude, you're a good shot. You should be working at the post office. That was kind of funny. I'm like, and I'm just like, more, again, I just government jokes. Oh, government it, it was funny. I know, but, but it was like. That's what I would expect from a sassy carny. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but R- Sam then rips the BB gun rifle off the chain and just walks off with it. And keep in mind, this is just a BB gun. I just want to reemphasize that it's a BB gun, not a real gun. Not a twenty-two. It's a BB gun, <laughs> and so now Jody's mom finds Ralph sitting on his Abe Lincoln float, and she basically talking to him. And she like touches him, and she's like, he, she's like, "Ralph, join the party, join the party, come on!" And yep, she, and she goes up, and touches his shoulder, or something, and he just he's falls got a out. Hole in his head. Yeah, okay, that's right. Bolt hole in the head, and he falls off the float all so the way to the ground. You're assuming Sam shot him. Lincoln. Kills this guy with a, <laughs> Sam shot Lincoln. Assassinated Lincoln. He assassinated Lincoln in the head, but with a BB gun. Maybe he pumped it a whole lot of times. Uh, yeah. yeah I mean, I've been shot with the BB gun once. It hurt. Yeah. I, I can say it hurts, but I've never seen anybody <laughs> killed through the temple with a BB gun. He, like, I like the way Melissa, he must have pumped the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so now, uh, mom, you know, people are like, oh my God, we're dead body, whatever. Nope. Does that stop the crime? Hell no. These people keep on partying. America. America. It no, wouldn't be a 4th of July celebration without a dead Lincoln. Of course. <laughs> and so now mom, sister, mom's sister slash wife and Jody are in some, I don't know if it was a barn or somewhere. And they're starting to tell tell Jody that Sam was really just a, a shithead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, oh, he was abusive. He beat me up, beat up his yeah, baby he sister beat when, up his he, sister, when I, like, he beat sorry when she was wife. six. When yeah. I was six years old, he started beating me, and then he got married and he starts beating up his wife. And the and the mom's like, I was glad when he got married because that's somebody else for him to beat up and not me. <laughs> he says that. That's that's yeah. And I, the, the sister or the wife is like, yeah, okay, but I'm just like, she doesn't get mad. But I was like, hey, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> hey, you could have told me. You could have told me yeah. that. But, uh, so. Now we get a, we're back to barbecue girl, and she opens the smoker to find the head of the blonde Nazi teen on the grill steaming. She screams. Sam grabs her from behind and slams her face onto the burning hot grill. And this one, I don't understand this kill. It makes no sense to me with the whole pattern of the movie because almost every other kill has something to do with anti-American, anti-patriotic, something, or they're just assholes. This barbecue girl did nothing wrong to anybody. She was going to do some drugs. She was going to smoke some joints. But she didn't. And well, far as going to. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm defensive. I don't approve this kill. I don't either. She chopped she those was ribs fine. with disdain, too. I, like, yeah. she was not into I that. mean, she's preparing some good barbecue. That's American. That is. That's American that barbecue. That is fucking American. However, the way she had to chop them, she was chopping the shit out of them. Maybe she made shitty ribs. Who knows? Like, burnt, dry she had to chop him really hard. But the, the sheriff took her drugs, which, so he's doing his job. She stopped, didn't smoke the weed. She's just 
doing her, working the barbecue, make sure everybody's happy mm. with the good, delicious hometown barbecue. And, and and let's face it, guys, barbecue is usually the center of attention at a big yeah. festival. You know, it's not like way off to the side. No. So for Uncle Sam to come up and kill her, wouldn't there be a lot of people like? I want some barbecue. Yeah. Oh my god, he's killing that girl on the grill. <laughs> yeah, nobody sees her she, after she's screaming. Nope, nobody pays attention. She kills her, and I was I felt bad for Barbie's girl. She she did not deserve this kill. It, it angers me because it breaks the pattern of the movie. It just done. So now I felt that way about the teacher, but you're like fuck that teacher. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for the teacher. That's the kill I don't approve. Um. So now all of a sudden, blind wheelchair kid has suddenly become an oracle. He is a future, he is like a gypsy with the crystal ball or his tarot cards. He is just or the guy from the shining. He's like uh but he's like he's just there. someone's been killed. Others have been killed too. And it just starts randomly saying shit. And we get a quick scene now of the congressman Robert Forrester who's being like tied up to some wooden lattice work which we find out is the fireworks display. And uh, while the mayor is like giving a speech, like, hey, we're about to light the fireworks and blah, blah, blah. Sam flips the switchers and the congressman just lits up, just lights up from all the uh, fireworks. And eventually, of course, he explodes. Yeah, people see him up there. Yeah. And, and they see him like and they tied just watch. up, kind of struggling, yeah. trying to get away. Everything starts blowing up, and they're like, ooh. Ah. Only the sheriff seems to try to do anything. He starts trying to climb up the, the hill. That this display is on top of this hill. And he starts trying to climb up the hill to get to him. Mm-hmm. But the, it's, once it starts, boom, 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 explosions. Sheriff knocks him back. He knocks the sheriff down. He, starts, ro- down he starts rolling down the hill, falling back. And as he's rolling down the hill, Sam picks up a <laughs> giant flagpole with an American flag attached to it. And basically, like, just impales the sheriff with it as he's falling down the hill right through his chest. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> So now Blind Oracle is kid tells his dad, tells Blind Oracle kid's dad that, uh, no, I'm sorry. The dad of the blind kid tells Oracle kid that he's taking his mother to the car and that I'll be back for him. These are some shitty parents. Yeah. We got people dying all over. like, dude, I'm going to take your mom to the car first. I'm going to leave you in your wheelchair here by yourself. The funny thing is the mom standing there with him and he just goes, I'm taking your mom and just picks picks her up. Picks her up. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) I don't understand. Why Why can't she walk on her own? But no, he picks her up and leaves the handicapped (laughs) blind kid to fend for himself. In the middle of all this chaos. But luckily, Jody comes running up and says, I'll push the chair. And blind boy's just like, all creepy. He's like, we don't have to run. We're safe. Yeah. He talked to me. He touched me. That's what he says. That's really creepy. Super creepy. <laughs> so, Considering he seemed really bothered by Uncle Sam touching before, Now he's like, now he's he's like you know light. what? I kind of miss them. You know? <laughs> like, you know, I've let that marinate. I really enjoyed it. And um, I think I was, the guy's good. I was just a little scared at first. Now I'm, now I'm into it. So, yeah. so Blind Boy tells Joey that his Uncle Sam is the one in the costume killing people. And once again, I'm like, how the fuck does he know this? He knows because he's, he's blind, burned and blind. I have no idea. He's totally blind. And even if he wasn't blind, how would he know that's his uncle? It's like, yeah. This kid is like a clairvescent. Like I said, he is an oracle. <laughs> he's the oracle of Delphi. The, the, the Spartans and people would have gone to see him right. make the pilgrimage to the top of the mountain to see this kid. Right, right, right. <laughs> so... 
It all happened so quickly. Yeah. Like they've only been at the fair for like couple hours. Yeah. yeah. So, so now a chef comes up to help the kids and they and they the kids tell a chef about Uncle Sam. And Chef and Jody push the blonde boy all the way to Jody's house. We don't really know how far, but they push him all the way to Jody's house and they leave him outside. Yeah. <laughs> they just leave him outside on the sidewalk while they go into the house. Yeah, it's like the kids he's like, Go home kids like no, no and they're we're staying like, with you. Alright, fine. And then they're just like, you know what? Fuck the wheelchair kid. <laughs> We're leaving him out here. We don't have ramp access. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't handicap accessible, <laughs> so they had no choice. Yeah. So they now they're inside, and they finally open up Sam's coffin, and now we find the horny sergeant dead inside with, I think, his neck slashed or something. Yeah. But we, they find his body inside. But we never saw him try to implement the moves on the breed. No. Nope. We never no. saw him actually try as to As far as we know, he was a legit stand-up dude, except for that conversation with whoever. Yep. Melissa is defending this lazy sergeant. I don't like him that much, but I'm just saying. <laughs> so, uh, Blind Boy says that Sam, they go, Chef and Joey go back out, and Blind Oracle is saying, Sam's going back for his wife. They're going to his wife's house. Like, again, how the fuck does he know where this kid is going? I don't, is this kid just, oh my God, put this guy, just, this guy could solve the world's problems. Like, we know. You know, he can stop crying. This kid's a super. He's like Professor X. Yeah, yeah. He, he's in ball. He's not bald, but he's in a wheelchair. And apparently he's te- he's telepathic. Yeah. And he's seeing the future. Um, so now, again, Chef and Jody, they basically leave the blind boy alone again outside as they go into the wife's house. Um, again, we just got shit. He was just leaving the handicap. Well, he's getting to the future. Who cares? He, he, <laughs> he knows the trouble. He could probably coming. fire lasers out yeah. of his eyes, too, by this point. Who knows? Um. So the chef comes in and gives a gun to the wife. And he goes, and says, don't hesitate to use it. Yeah, and he goes off to call for help. And the phone is an old rotary phone. Yeah. I mean, this is 1996, not like 1966. Right. It's not a touch. It's an old rotary phone. It's like nine, mm-hmm. one, one. <laughs> and, and, of course, Sam's already there, and he's behind chef. And... He and him and Chef come face they, to face. They lock eyes. They lock eyes again. And Sam tells Chef that he made him into this. That uh, uh, you turned me into this, you know. And at this point, we finally see Sam without the mask, and we see his full face. And the makeup is oh my god, it's shit. I mean, literally, shit. It looks like Sam has a giant turd mustache, <laughs> or what the league? If you watch it, the show, the league, what they called it like, was it ass mouth or something like Andre's mouth? MLA. MLA. Where it's <laughs> mouth like, like anus. Yeah, mouth like <laughs> anus. That was it. Because his mouth, his lips are all big and brown. And he's got this big old like turd mustache. <laughs> it's it looks like he, they, like his at his face is just anus and turd. That's what it, it's really bad makeup. What did you think of the makeup, Melissa? Yeah, I could agree with that. <laughs> this is our this is our makeup artist right here. Yes, so, it is. Yeah. Um, I, I don't do any MLA action. <laughs> not my cup of tea. <laughs> so Chef tells Sam that he never fought for his country and he just loved killing and that he should just. Die. Oh yeah, that was so weird. You should, and it closes up on uh, just his mouth. I'm not trying to be racist or anything, or just weird, but Isaac Hayes has giant lips, yeah. and he just it's, it's really a close up of his mouth and his gross. beard. <laughs> um, and that we get a quick cut back to the wife, sister, hugging Jody, and then Chef gets thrown through. At first, I thought it was the wall, but then I had to rewatch it. It's like it's not a wall; it's just kind of like a like a shelving unit. Yeah. Like a, a room separator shelving unit. So it's, you know, there's no wall on each side. You can see through it. 
Which means that entire conversation. Flying. Yeah, flying. Flying through it. Which means that entire conversation with Chef and Sam was in complete view of Jody and the wife and could be completely heard by them, but yet they never react to it until Chef gets thrown through the shelving unit. And fl- like, flying through yeah. it. He, he doesn't get, like, tossed launched. over the it's side. Launched. Like, he's, like, skimming the ceiling. Yeah, he gets yeah. He goes crashing through it. Um, chef takes the wife. No, the, I'm sorry. The, the wife shoots the gun at mm-hmm. Sam, plugs him, center mass, great grouping. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed <laughs> that it's eight shots. She fired eight shots into him, and With it's only a six-round six yeah, six six round round revolver. So, whatever. Uh, Get your consistency right, people. Bonus gun. Bonus bullets? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sometimes, have you, have you seen, like, twenty two caliber revolvers? Sometimes they have more chambers, like, yeah. more rounds than six. But I do believe this one was a six-shooter. I think it was a thirty-eight. also. Anyway. It, anyway, it, go on. Um, so, now, Chef takes the wife. They go, and they leave Jody behind with the blood-crazed, murdering zombie. They leave the kid. I, what the fuck is wrong with these people in this town? They left the handicapped kid alone all the time. He's still out there somewhere doing God knows what. We got another Jody by himself in the living room with a fucking killer zombie. And the parents, the adults, just like going off doing their own thing. It makes no sense. Well, you know, this might be your kind of town, Marshall. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't want to see kids murder. Fuck these kids. <laughs> I don't fend for themselves. they will be fine. They'll be fine. Throw some food in a dish for him. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam tells Joy that he's the reason that he came back for him. He's like, like you're, uh, you're the reason I'm here. And he talks like this. I thought he was there for the blind kid. Yeah, you would think so. But he's so like, Sam, I came back for you. Sam is a fucking creeper. He comes back to help and be with kids. He doesn't come back for his wife. Nope. He doesn't come back for his sister. He doesn't come back for America. Nope. He comes back for kids. Yeah, it's really Ooh. weird. It's creepy. And Joy's like, I wanted to be just like you. And Sam's like, you have to be dead first. Are you volunteering? Like He, ta- I mean, it's, he talks in a really weird fucking I voice. I kind of appreciate you going the extra mile <laughs> and doing the voice. <laughs> so now we see outside Chef hooks up a cannon to his trailer hitch on his truck and just drives off with it. Like a fucking cannon. Like legitimate Civil War type cannon. And he pulls up in front of the house. Blind boy who just happens, is, again, sitting on the sidewalk <laughs> this entire time. My favorite is they show Chef go get the cannon yeah. by himself. Yep, by himself. Comes back and the blind kid goes, We're back! We're here, Jody! Come on out! <laughs> yes, like, he does. Kid, you didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Quit trying to glom on to Isaac Hayes's like yeah. badasses. You know? I actually said that. Boy, I blind was with him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, says, We're here. So Jody now takes Sam by the hand and leads him outside. Blind boy, Oracle, already knew this, apparently, and tells Chef they're coming out. He, he talks like a really weird, like, mom talking, they're coming out. Like, it's like shining red rum style, just the way this guy yeah, talks. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's what they were going for. Maybe they're trying to go for like a shining esque creepy thing. Um, and she was like, I can't fire with joy there. And Blind Boy, of course, just knowing everything, is like, you'll get out of the way. <laughs> that's what he said. So these guys wasn't friends. He's like, oh, yeah, so, shit, we can't uh, fire my friend. Like, nah, he'll goes, move. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's do it. Whatever you say, Blind Kid. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, and Blind Boy, who was always like the general, he's like, light the fuse. He tells Chef to light it up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> fire. They 
fire the cannon and it explodes and, and Jody runs out of the way. The cannon comes, explodes at Sam's feet. And we get, we got such a pick of things apart. This cannon and the cannonballs, this particular cannon's firing, do not explode. They're not explosive cannonballs. They're meant to like rip through walls, rip through the holes of ships. Right. They're not explosive, but these things are just blowing up like they're goddamn grenades, or grenades, something, yeah. and missiles. You know, Melissa mortars. Even she's like, I don't think that she's. She, do you know anything about weapons? Not much. Do you no. know anything about artillery? Uh, you mean cannonballs? Yeah, the, no. Sure, yeah. But well, you, you I just made that point because any like pirate action movies that and that's I've what seen, the cannon looks like, like. Yeah, that's what the cannon looks like, and you never see really anything explode. It just like makes holes in. Yeah, it rips and, through. It's that's yeah. what it, it ripped through sails, ripped through the holes of the ship. Not it, they don't explode. So essentially, we have because you can't have flammable exploding stuff on a wooden ship. Yeah. That's why they didn't explode. We have makeup artist Melissa, who doesn't know anything about exploding artillery, still has the wherewithal to be like, I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've never seen a cannonball have that kind of outcome. Yeah. I have like a special one. So now Sam, who's on fire, he continues to walk towards them. And Chef is trying to reload the cannon and relight the fuse, which, of course, every movie has to have its dramatic, oh, my God, is it going to work this time? <laughs> it's just weird. It's just, it it's is just weird. It's weird, long, drawn-out. He has to reload you a You even see him like, take like, the, the plunge, like, the, and plunge it, shove the gunpowder. Put, put in, in a new wick. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's Revolutionary War, civil <laughs> muskets type thing. Um, so he's continuing to walk forward. And Jody, again, like, oh, true horror. It's, it's, instead of getting up and just running away, he decides to lay down, crawl slowly and awkwardly towards him instead of getting up and running away. And Sam really isn't that close to him. He could have easily got like, oh, let me get up and run. But no, he's going to crawl really slow and awkwardly. The cannon finally fires and blows, like knocks Sam back into the house, and it blows up like a goddamn nuclear missile to right. hit this house. Boom. I mean, and it's a massive explosion. It's like, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Like he is fucking jazzed. Yeah, and he, but she can't. Again, he can't see this. So how's he even know? He, he doesn't know where this explosion is. He's just like, yeah. Well, he doesn't yeah. have to. Well, he doesn't know how close he is in proximity. Like, should he be ducking and covering <laughs> yeah. and hold his applause for uh, yeah. survival? Yeah, considering or? this is also like he's on the sidewalk of the house <laughs> of the just exploded debris falling all around him, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> this kid's a bloodthirsty little weirdo. <laughs> Red rum. <laughs> so now it's the whole house basically explodes at this point. Goes They're all giving flame. high fives. Yep. Sam's dead, and even even chef's like yes. And next day, next morning or something, like Jody is standing outside in his backyard in front of a uh, metal trash can that's burnt with fire in it, mm-hmm. and he's throwing all of his GI Joes and Army toys into the fire, burning them all. Um. I'm gonna go go, go join Greenpeace. Yeah, basically, <laughs> mom comes out and is standing behind him on the like, little patio, watching him from Happy. behind, and she's smiling like, "Oh, yay!" Jody turns around in a really weird slow motion, and it gives like a very subtle creepy smile. And it's a slow motion creepy yeah, smile. It's really creepy. And it gives a weird music. It's like, Wee! yeah, and freeze frame shatter effect like the picture it's like stone cold Steve Austin's like yeah. glass sharing ring entrance and uh, just picture shatters roll credits that's it and then during the credits there's a poem about desert storm um, is right over the credits and the poem actually is was written and performed by 
William Smith, who was the guy who played the major in the opening of the McGruff. movie. McGruff. Yeah, McGruff the Crime Dog. Hmm. So that is Uncle Sam. Uh, wow, what? I don't know. It's this was this was a job to get through. This this was an interesting one. Uh, going straight into our odds and ends, our, our you know ending bits. Uh, the other ratings, some of these ratings blew me away. I, okay, first so I am. Are we are we going into our five stars? Not yet, but we're getting there. Okay. All right. IMDb gives it a four point two out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes. 56% on the thermometer, which so, is the highest rating of a movie we've seen so far. So the majority of people liked Uncle Sam. Oh, that's the critics. Ah! <laughs> 22, it had a 22% audience score. So people hated it. And then critics Ama- liked it. And then Amazon has a 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 was, is a higher rating than Jason X had. Wow. For Whoa. this movie, hmm. which blows my mind. Yeah. Mine is blown. This was very terrible. Yes. Uh, like, you heard how much Melissa had to say about this film. I was digging. <laughs> you didn't dig at all. <laughs> that, that, that was digging. That was digging? <laughs> yeah. So, the plot keyword. IMDb plot keywords. Not a whole lot, but there's some that were just interesting. Flag burning. <laughs> like, I want to watch a movie with some flag burning. <laughs> hanged boy. Dude. Not hanged body, but boy. <laughs> Gay slur. Gay slur? Gay slur. Did they have it? I don't remember. I'm trying. There were, It had to have been there somewhere. I, I don't know if it was Ralph talking about Francis Scott Key being gay or, or something. Or, well, it was real minor. Yeah, yeah it was. But anyway, yeah, gay slur. Wheelchair. Yeah. Holiday horror. Okay. Patriotism. Mm-hmm. Most fi- definitely. Firework. Yeah, there's some of that. Uncle-nephew relationship. Yes. <laughs> and character name and title. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our plot keywords. So now it's everybody's favorite time. Let's play the budget game. Dun it dun it All right. So guess the budget. Let's let our guests go first. Melissa, what would you say the budget for this movie was? Okay. So knowing that it had Isaac Hayes and PJ Souls and a lot of fireworks, and let's face it, they are pricey. Um <laughs> I will guess $1.9 million. One point, $1.9 million. Yeah. Okay, so it has Isaac Hayes. It has uh, Robert Forster. Barely, but yes. <laughs> he, was, he was still in it. So he, he probably demanded a more sizable sum than Jody. Um, the effects weren't great. It was in a small town. I am going to say it costs a little more. I'm going to go three mil. Melissa Shields, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. No shit. Two million even. Oh, estimated budget. Oh, you said 1.9. Oh, oh my guessed, God. I didn't think they like went all the way to two, but I was like, eh, they probably spent Two more. million for this wow. piece of crap. <laughs> I thought I was really close to three, but Melissa nails it with 1.9. Yep. So... Here's some of the, the inconsistencies, some of the really bad things I've noticed that don't add up that we haven't covered already. First of all, I found out Barry is the name of the blind oracle kid. Um, in the scene during the, the big town celebration, when the parents go off after he gets 
face touched, basically face raped by Sam. <laughs> uh, his parents come back with food, with popcorn and cotton candy, and they hand it to him. And the kid just, again, I get, because he can, he's got like daredevil sight, like sonar or something, he just takes the food, like he like perfectly sees it, with no verbal prompting that you would normally give a blind person. Like, yeah. okay, here's food. It's right on your right side. It's on your left side. Here it is. Maybe he, he can smell it. He's just like, boop, takes that popcorn cotton Corn candy. Dog? What? <laughs> uh, this is one, actually, uh, Melissa and I were commenting about right before we started recording. Um, during the movie, Uncle Sam's pants change color. They, they start off, like, red and white. Then they go to blue and white. And then by the end of the movie, in the final scenes and all that, they're black and white striped. So there's no consistency with this costume throughout the entire movie. Pants, yeah. You know? Boy, he pooped him. <laughs> um, you just wanted to say pooped. <laughs> Uh, some of this we covered. The cannonballs we've covered. The classroom we've covered. Um, we've talked about the six shooter firing eight bullets. Uh, okay, so that's basically kind of the major ones. Now, here's some a little piece of trivia that I found for you. And you actually brought this up right before we started. You said, who is Lucio? Because at the end, when the credits are, it says uh, dedicated to or Lucio. inspired by or, Lucio. Well, it's referring to Lucio Fulci's... Um, the, who directed The City of the Living Dead, 1980. Lucio Felci is an uh, uh, Italian horror movie director. So that is who it's dedicated to. And the whole and, and the ending, they say, is apparently a reference to that movie. So I don't know if it... I haven't seen the movie, so I'm guessing maybe a zombie gets blown up with a cannonball. But they say that's... <laughs> or maybe they just do a shatter effect. <laughs> a shatter effect. Maybe that's what it is, too. Or the creepy smile with the... Anyway, um... Now, this is funny. Prior to filming the end of the movie where Uncle Sam is shot by the cannon, the filmmakers did not notify the local homeowners of the large explosion they were going to be setting off at 2 a.m. <laughs> when the explosion was set off, many concerned neighbors called the local police and the explosion could be heard throughout the city. As a result, the city of Laverne decided to reject all future requests for movies to be filmed in the city of Laverne. Where is Laverne? Laverne what? I, it doesn't say. It, I'm assuming California. Oh. Everything's in California. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Laverne. It sounds like a, that sounds like a you know a California, Southern Cal name. Or maybe Florida. I was thinking Wisconsin. Laverne and Shirley. No, jeez. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> was it Hobbinsons Incorporated? Yeah. Something like um, that. So now we get to I think what might be Aaron. This is one of my favorite parts too. We get to the five-star reviews yes, of this I, movie. I do. Like and this. holy cow, were there some dandies in this one. Really? Yeah. So, and I, I try to read these word for word as they're written down. So any grammatical errors, anything is try to throw in there. Five-star from re- reviewer Creature Chart. This is one of my favorite, one of my new favorite horror flicks. This It's more of a slasher flick than a zombie flick. The slasher is the zombie. The movie is a breath of fresh air, in my opinion. It plays like a Halloween, Friday the 13th, or a Nightmare on Elm Street on the 4th of July, but then it has its own unique creative bit to it, which makes it just as good, if not better, than those masterpieces. In the 80s, this flick would have been a box office smash (laughs) instead of going straight to video. And all these sentences have like double exclamation points, sometimes triple (laughs) after them. If some big name like Wes Craven was about, it would have been a hit. Uncle Sam makes I Know What You Did Last Summer look like a freaking walk in the park. <laughs> Much better in so many different ways. Way scarier slash more creative slash or more creative directing slash better makeup and special effects backslash acting isn't so bad. How that's many slashes did he have? Yeah, that's like 
And that's one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing about the movie that rubbed me the wrong way was the stupid kid in the wheelchair. <laughs> the movie could have been done without him. They could they could have come with a much better way for the kid to find out who his uncle was and and you all will understand what I mean when you watch it for yourself. Anyway, it doesn't ruin the movie by by no means. So hurry and get this refreshing new slasher slash zombie classic done up 80s style five exclamation points. E. Okay, I got to read E N J O Y. Five stars. Whoa. I mean, just look. I'm, I'm going to show Aaron in my notes, but look at the bottom part. The enjoy. Oh. <laughs> It's like E exclamation, exclamation five. It's E wow. five exclamation points and five exclamation and so points on. and so on and so on. Yeah, wow. excited. Yeah, this guy loved it. <laughs> so, reviewer, the shape Dave. I remember back in the day, I skateboarded to the local blockbuster. This is when I lived in Milwaukee, Alaska. Doesn't oh, Alaska doesn't have very many blockbusters? LOL. Skipping school because it was the day before we got off for Thanksgiving and we weren't doing anything anyway. Comma, got this movie and creepy crawlers on VHS. <laughs> I went home and watched it, and it scared the crap out of me. Really? When he buries that guy alive, the impalement, the decapitation, I won't ruin any more for you, <laughs> but I will tell you this. If you like horror, and I'm referring to real horror, not Scream and the like, <laughs> and that like, but TCM, Halloween, The Funhouse, Clownhouse, etc., then you have to see this movie. I finally found this on DVD along with creepy crawlers, and I'm so glad that I have them. It is absolutely perfect to watch on a stormy day in a dark room. It has a few political messages, but not enough to ruin the horror atmosphere of the movie. So if you like 80s-style horror slasher flicks, I love them, then you got to see this hands down. A perfect double feature with creepy crawlers. That is probably just me, though, because it reminds me of those rad, cold days skating and watching horror movies. Plus, creepy crawlers is only one hell of a scary movie. Movie. That's all in parentheses. Period. Kick back and enjoy a movie that is easily one of the best horror flicks of the 90s. Scream, eat your heart out. Five stars. Scream, eat your heart out. Holy shit. That's awesome. <laughs> I can slightly relate to like the nostalgia of like being uh you know, renting a couple of movies and like getting snowed in. Yeah. I got snowed in once with uh C B four and Sidekicks starring Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll Sidekicks. always have a spot a soft spot for that double feature. So random reviewer just as a customer, little Jody Harper loves his Uncle Sam. That is until Uncle Sam Harper kills people. I thought the movie was hilarious because we couldn't figure out Jody's gender for the first 45 minutes. <laughs> That's really funny. The best line, quiet, Jody, you're not helping. I don't. This occurred when Jody tried to talk to his teacher about Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah, Sam kills the teacher. This is a must for parties. Five stars. That might be a good show to show, you know, a good movie to show on Fourth of July party. Maybe. Yeah. Next reviewer, just a customer. This movie was a riot. I couldn't stop laughing. They should buy. You should buy just for the humor of it. Nothing beats a zombie dressed like Uncle Sam. This movie will always be a classic. I liked it just because of the ludicrous premise. Five stars. All right. So, not as bad, but still. Now, Art Vandalay. We got more. Oh, we got. Do you have to hear them? Oh my god, they get better and better. <laughs> How many do you have? I had to write down a lot of these because they're oh. just they're too good to pass up. 
Uncle Sam is without a doubt a B-movie classic. It encompasses all the qualities that make the irreplaceable genre of B-movies possible. While viewing this flick, you will be enthralled with everything from the horrible acting and ridiculous written script to pathetic attempt at horrifying special effects. This movie rivals such classics as Death Ring. If you're looking for a good laugh and a way to boost your confidence level... What? Yeah, that's the part I like, What? <laughs> Rent Uncle Sam. You can't possibly be as pitiful as anyone associated with the production of Uncle Sam. Five stars. That's kind of funny. <laughs> you see why I have to rate these, though? Mike, I was looking Jesus for... Jesus Christ. Stop it. <laughs> no. I was looking for Uncle Sam, and Amazon was the only place that I had it. Awesome, 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 awesome. Cool. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you gotta you gotta stop. You gotta stop. I, I gotta. I, we gotta go under the debts. Oh, I, you, I know more. you got more, but there's no more. There's two more. No more. No more. All right, they're so good though. All right, we will go into our favorite favorite death scene. This is one scene. of our new our new, new our newer features. Our new segments yeah. is your favorite death scene. So again, going back to our our guest Melissa. Melissa, there were a couple of deaths in this movie. Was there anyone? Which one in particular seemed to really stand out? as your favorite death scene. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, why don't you get back to me? Let me think on this one. Uh, <laughs> I, I can uh, see Melissa was... Uh, so So my, my favorite death is... Uh, I kind of like... It's almost like a double feature death at the same time. Um, so it's when Robert Forrester's tied up getting blown up by the fireworks... And he's getting blown up, and that's part of the death scene, but it's the cop who's trying to save him gets blown back and then gets impaled by the American flag. <laughs> I just find that so awesome. <laughs> Something about him rolling back, and then it, when you see him just getting impaled. You don't see what he gets impaled on. You just see all this gore bursting through a chest, and you can't really see what's happening. And then it pans back, and it's an American flag flowing with a police officer like thrown through it it's a really weird scene because police are part of America and Uncle Sam's impaling him and it's just bizarre and it's probably the most one of the more gory death scenes that one was my favorite yeah it was one of the gorier ones I will say Marshall I was go back to Melissa first oh. well you know I was just thinking they they never really gave me enough as the killing scenes like you saw the a lot of people dead after the fact. Yeah, you don't really see, see the kills. A lot of them. Yeah. So I have to plead the fifth. I, I can't. Nothing from Melissa. Nothing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Right, well. But no, I didn't get to see any. I will. The the flag and pale was pretty good, but I've seen it before. I'm going with even though it wasn't very gory or gruesome, and it did have its problems in the way it was shot. I'm going with the. Um, flag raising hanging oh. the flagpole in the cemetery hanging the kid um, on the flagpole was my favorite because mm-hmm. it's not as gene- generic as or we've seen before as a regular impaling I've seen people impaled with flagpoles in, other, in horror movies and other stuff before um, like I remember Michael Myers gets impaled on flagpoles in, in Halloween H2O uh, so I'm, I'm going Okay, I'm going with I, I can't I can't off the top of my head right now think of many other kills where somebody's been r- hung from a flagpole like and act, not just like hung it but actually risen like pulled up like a, a flag. True, and true. Hit. So give, I'm I'll going with that. I'm going with the flagpole. It's my I'll, favorite. I'll give you that. But 
still, police officer with Uncle Sam holding the American flag <laughs> impalement, that's pretty cool. It, it was good. Yeah, yeah it some good ones. And Melissa's got nothing? Nope. Uh, As a favorite kill? Yeah. No, I feel like they, uh, it was all of the kills were such a tease. Like, you saw it starting to happen, and then you saw it after the fact, but you didn't get to see the full circle of a lot of them, I thought. Like, I'm sorry. I, I was disappointed as it's well. It's like sex scenes in a PG-13 movie. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly how this was. Make out, make out, make out. Cut to black. Next day, pants are on the floor. They're lying in bed with a sheet covering them. You never <laughs> snuggling. No boobs. No fun. Yeah. Nope. yeah, I got no boobs. That's what happened. Right <laughs> no or boobs for Melissa. Melissa wanted the boobs. <laughs> so that, I guess we'll start wrapping up. Let's, uh, would you recommend someone watch this movie? Melissa. If I did not like them. <laughs> so there you go. If you want to play a mean trick on somebody, if you don't like somebody, t- recommend Melissa, this Melissa movie. Melissa says recommend Uncle Sam. The only people you do not like. <laughs> I actually thought it was a little better than expected. Um, I, I liked the corny acting, and it you just had to suffer through the first 40 minutes. That's the problem. <laughs> the, the movie itself, once it gets to the party and once it gets to the parade, is a lot of fun. There's deaths, there's funny scenes, there's, you know, some com- there's, it's, it's, it's good. It, I, I actually was enjoying it, but the first 40 minutes is insufferable. <laughs> yeah. And just so, to reiterate, the total running time is 89 minutes, so it's slightly better than half but well well if we're including the credits yeah yeah if so you, the first half sucks the second half is awesome i would even say the first second half i think the last fourth of the movie is where yeah it's weird it's funny just just honestly if you get the movie fast forward to when you see the wheelchair wheelchair kid getting wheeled down the stairs watch it from there it's awesome so <laughs> that's how i'd recommend it and we're, we're, i kind of have to agree there I, yeah if you do want to watch this Overall, I would not recommend it. I would say pass. Um, it's it's just too boring. There's not enough happening. It a lot of holes and plot. Like it makes no sense. The messages, I don't even get it anymore. But yeah, if you do want to watch it, just fast forward to like the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Um, yeah, where, where you said basically when you see the wheelchair wheelchair kid for the first time, yeah. start watching from there, and it can be somewhat enjoyable to watch. Just the, re- the sheer lunacy of this movie so yeah um i guess that's gonna basically wrap us up then yeah you know we could talk about probably for a long time the weird political back and forth that yeah. happens in the movie that could be a whole nother episode yeah. on itself we're just, not gonna yeah so uh, if you feel like having political discussions and really getting into <laughs> it then maybe this is for you yeah <laughs> so that's probably gonna do us uh for this week uh, remember you can uh Find us on our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Oh, before we go, before we wrap up, oh. this is a little shout-out. I have to give a shout-out, a patriotic thank you so much for I, – I put a trivia question on our on our Facebook page, and Rhiannon Reynolds – Rhiannon Reynolds <laughs> – Rhiannon Reynolds Chavez. I should be able to say this because she's my sister. Hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> Rhiannon Reynolds Chavez answered correctly – our uh, trivia question. So the trivia question was a picture of a bunch of people at a party, 1921s, and it says Fourth of July Gala, and down the very front is Jack Nicholson, and it was from The Shining. She got it correct. 
So she gets a patriotic shout-out. Thank you so much, <laughs> Rhiannon. And I'm also going to have to give a shout-out also to Janice Shuhart, who I know is Janice Spurgeon. It's a gal that I went to high school with. She said the shinning, which is pretty hilarious because that's a <laughs> quote from The, the Simpsons. Ah. So dual shout-out. Thank you so much for being the first to answer our trivia question. Um, and I waited to the end of the podcast to give you that patriotic shout out that I guaranteed. So you'd have to listen, <laughs> have to listen to our podcast for your shout out. I will you in. Thank you so much. Thank you for playing in the game. All right. There's that. So yes, follow us on our website, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter uh, at So Bad It's Scary. Uh, we also can find the podcast on Podbean and on iTunes for free. Remember, it is free, so cost you iTunes, nothing. Please subscribe. Subscribe. Give us a like. Uh, interact with us. You know, if there's anything you want us to do, any send us a line. Any suggestion? Anything we miss? If you actually watch these movies along with us and want to comment on them, feel free to do that too. Uh, but for now, we are going to wrap it up. So. Melissa, anything you want to plug? Say anything. Nope. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Uh, did all of the listeners a solid by watching this one, so <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> exactly. That's right. All right. Uh, I am Marshall Hampton. I'm Aaron Southworth. And we're signing off. We will catch you next time. Take care. Hugs and kisses.